Clovis, building a healthy life together. What's up, everybody? Justin Nault here with another Just Justin episode of the Perfect Paleo Podcast. If you like what you hear, please subscribe to this podcast and leave me a five-star review on your favorite podcast platform. That is probably the most impactful way to help me spread the word of Clovis through these podcast reviews. Please leave me a review on your favorite podcast platform. It really, really helps. If you'd like to work with me one-on-one for some lifestyle coaching, you can check out IamClovis.com slash start. S-T-A-R-T, I am Clovis.com slash start. You can get yourself a free seven-day trial, see what Clovis is all about. Visit the website, and hopefully we can work together. Enjoy the show. What's up, everybody? It's Justin. Okay, so I'm going to open this up by explaining that I have been uh, quite apprehensive about recording and posting this episode. So when you have as many people following your work as I do now, it's easy to start believing your own hype, I guess is the best way to put it. Um, And I never want to be that guy, or in my case, just believing that I owe it to everyone to actually be a superhero. I am interstellar Wolverine. (laughs) Um... That's an inside joke that you'll only get if you've been in the Clovis Academy for quite some time. So, to be clear, I wasn't apprehensive about recording this episode because of the topic. Uh, I really don't have any fear of any topic. I'll cover any topic, zero problems. Um, It's more that I was apprehensive about saying what I'm going to say right now. And that is that the idea for this episode spawned from a conversation I had with my therapist. So, yes, uh, I just said out loud that I see a therapist (laughs) every single week. Um, It's actually become one of the non-negotiables in my life, and I've been seeing her for well over a year now. And to be clear, I'm, I'm scary disciplined and determined in my life. Um, If I want to fix something, there is no end in sight. There is nothing I won't do to fix that thing that I'm trying to fix. So the progress I've made in just the last few years has been astounding. And I've done this through combining a lot of alternative methods, for sure. Um, Psychedelics, working with shamans, meditation, breath work, extreme temperature exposure, um, that sort of thing. I've combined that with traditional therapy. Like I said, I've, I've been doing the traditional route for, I think about a year and a half now, somewhere around that. And the results have been so life-changing that I almost can't even express it in words. It's not going to do it any kind of justice. It's just been truly life-changing. That's all there is to it. And I couldn't have come to some of the massive life decisions and changes in my personal life that I've made recently without all of those combined experiences. And yet, uh, it's still pretty scary for me to admit to you on a podcast episode that I see a therapist. Um, It's a little more acceptable now in today's society than it may have been for a man to admit that in years past. But It's tricky for me because, I mean, I am no longer 
Justin in a lot of ways because of the growth of Clovis. I have become Justin from Clovis, right? So, uh, quote unquote, uh, nutrition guru who transforms lives, lifts hundreds and hundreds of pounds, and can kill average men with his bare hands, right? Now, again, I, I want to be clear. I'm not saying that that I see myself that way. I'm not saying that's how I see myself. I'm saying that in my position, it's really easy to mix up public opinion with reality. That I'm just a normal dude, you know. But we're all little reality TV stars, thanks to social media at this point. And I give myself some credit. Like, I, I guess I give credit where credit is due. Like, I know that it is an absolute fact that I have skills and can do things that most people can't do. From music to public speaking to physical combat to fitness. Like, yeah, I get it. That's all true. But that doesn't mean that those things do or have to define me as a man. It, it doesn't mean that. That's not true right? The problem comes in when I begin to believe that I have to be a superhuman, literally be a superhuman 100% of the time. It doesn't leave me the space to be a normal human as well, which I believe is critical for, for happiness and fulfillment. Um, I think that ignoring that side of myself is how I got myself into a lot of trouble as a young man, uh, because I really did. I grew up idolizing Arnold Schwarzenegger and Sylvester Stallone. Like, I wanted to be Rocky Balboa and Commando. You know, there was no room for weakness or emotions that I perceived as feminine. My whole life has been that way. And I think, you know, the more I, I think about it, I'm probably going to end up doing a whole episode just on the idea of being a tough guy and defining myself as a tough guy. Like, I was a scrappy little fighter as a kid. Um, and I, I think I'm probably gonna end up doing a whole episode about that because it's both helped me in, and hurt me in, in countless ways. And I'll, I'll get into that in another episode, but the tough guy thing is super important, and I, I wanna get that content out there for dudes, for all the dudes out there, the 15% of my audience that have male parts. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I think that's an important episode I'll record at some point. But so long story short, I've decided to dedicate some of these Just Justin podcast episodes to helping women understand what happens in the minds of men. And now this is some men, of course, I'm sure not all men are like me, but I know there are definitely other men who feel like I do because I've spoken with them, you know? My dad and I talk about these things a lot. It's, it's pretty interesting, the commonalities that we see just in one generation. You know, it's, it's pretty unbelievable. So this is the first episode where I will really let you in and share my experiences with you. No matter how silly they are, <laughs> um, this one is called, I'm calling it Body Hair and Insecurity, and you will see why. Um, so. The more women I work with, the more I find myself thinking thoughts like, and I just find my brain screaming like, like, seriously, why do they do that to themselves? Like, why do these women do these crazy things to themselves? Like, 
in the middle of the night, eat a, a full jar of peanut butter, or I tell them not to weigh themselves, and they, they weigh themselves every single day, like, no matter what I tell them, or they binge and then starve themselves the next day, like, all this crazy stuff, right? I, I'm just like, why do they do that? Like, I can't wrap my head around it, and I act as if I cannot relate to them, but that is not true. It's not even a little bit true. So the truth is, I have never had their experiences. That much is true. But I can 100% relate to the underlying issues at the root of their behavioral manifestations. Does that make sense? I hope so. Um, so what I've learned through all of my personal growth work is that my version of, say, emotional eating or binging behavior, or purging behavior, or starvation behavior, or whatever other self-destructive approach many women take because of their obsession with body image. My version of that is straight-up masochism. It's self-punishment. So it's different, but it's similar. It's the manifestation that's different. It's not necessarily the underlying root cause. So women might obsess over the scale and pounds lost and fitting into their skinny jeans, whereas I obsess over being a superhuman, period, non-negotiable, just truly being a superhuman. Like, if I am not optimized and fantastic at everything that I do, I am worthless in my own mind. I need you to understand that. And it's only through my personal development, uh, my self-growth, and, and my own research that I have come to learn that this is actually true of many, many, like, what you would call type A high-performance individuals. And that's both male and female. It's not, it's not gender-specific, right? There's a self-worth issue with those of us who are just type A and absurdly driven right? Always trying to accomplish no matter what, no matter what the cost or self-sacrifice. I don't care. I'll sacrifice anything, right? And this was revealed to me very clearly. <laughs> I can't believe I'm getting into the story part of this. Okay. So we're getting there. But just a few weeks back, it was revealed to me in, in what I now think of as, as the silliest fucking way imaginable, like just completely silly. Um, and that's why I thought it was so important to share with you because of the absurdity of it. Okay. So I was, I mean, dumbfounded by how powerful this whole experience was. And even more so the fact that I couldn't see what was happening when I was in it. I couldn't see what was happening until I had emerged on the other side of it. So <laughs> here's, here's the story. Okay. Prepare yourself. It's much sillier than you think, okay? So I have always been a hairy dude. Yes, like that's what we're talking about right now. I, I have always been a hairy dude. I had chest hair and stomach hair like early in high school like, and a lot of it, you know? And it always bugged the shit out of me. I didn't like it. I didn't want it, right? Like the, the dudes in the muscle and fitness magazines that I read, they didn't have body hair. Of course, they shaved themselves or whatever, but you know, I just saw it as that. Arnold Schwarzenegger and Sylvester Stallone didn't, right? Now, remember, in high school, I had a lot of friends. I was very popular, and I had that sort of small-town celebrity thing going because of my musical talents. Um, 
So there were always a ton of people at my house for pool parties. Uh, we had a, a, a beautiful in-ground pool uh, growing up. Um, had a campfire pit, horseshoe pit, all these things. Just everybody loved being over there. It was the party house, you know? And I will never forget this one time when my friends dared me to use Nair on my body hair. Like that Nair for short shorts cream that women use, right? So uh, a, good, a good friend of ours, her name was Kayla. I hope she listens to this at some point. That would be hilarious. But uh, anyway... Kayla volunteered to rub Nair all over my chest and stomach and remove all of my hair. Now, <laughs> it was hilarious. Like, absolutely, it was hilarious. Kids are dumb, and kids are entertained by dumb things, and everybody got a good laugh out of it, right? And thank God it, it, we didn't have Instagram and all that shit, or a video of this would still be floating around somewhere. But <laughs> what... What we didn't know, dumb kids, is that Nair is not meant to be applied to human nipples. <laughs> so my dumbass <laughs> spent the next week walking around the hallways of school with bloody raw nipples. It just destroyed my nipples. I was literally having to hold my shirt out away from my chest in school so that the fabric wouldn't rub on my nipples. I eventually started band-aiding my nipples. It, like, it, was, it was both hilarious and horrible. And my friends had a fantastic week laughing, and I had a really shitty week, right? <laughs> but just one of those silly things you do as a dumb kid, right? I have countless dumb kid stories. But now, what nobody knew because of my outward confidence is that I fucking hated being hairy. I really did. Like, I absolutely hated it. Um, I was mortified that I was, like, the hairiest dude, you know? And I, I pretty much would have done anything to get rid of it. But, you know, the idea of shaving was also very feminine to me, so I wouldn't do it. It was a lose-lose for me. I didn't like being hairy, and I refused to shave because it was too feminine, right? So uh, that still follows me to some extent, even at 32 years old, because all of the other ripped guys are always hairless, right? So it bugs me a little bit, but again, not nearly enough to shave myself. Uh, I refuse. And, you know, I've only ever had, like, chest stubble once in my life, after that horrific Nair incident that I just told you about. Now, I will never do that to myself again. Um, now, what I will do is the hilarious term manscaping, right? Like every now and then, a little trim does the body good, right? But I will never shave myself with a razor. I'm not going to do that. Maybe I'll take a beard trimmer on a high setting, you know? But like, what girl wants to rub up against a dude with prickly stubble all over his body. None. That's how many. Exactly zero women want to do that. They don't want to do that, right? This, it, that goes for both sexes. It's exactly the same for men and women. Like any dude who's ever had stubbly female legs rubbed against him under the sheets knows that this is an irrefutable fact. Nobody likes that shit, right? Okay. <laughs> so, man. These, these episodes are hilarious. Let, let's, let's just, let me try to get my, my thinking together here. So on, on with this story, okay? Um, I have been absurdly busy lately as Clovis has grown. Like, it just keeps growing and growing and growing. It's fantastic, right? But my free time is becoming more and more rare these days. Um, so sometimes even, like, the most basic shit you don't even think about, just, like, self-care will get neglected. Like... I'll be like, oh, I really need to trim my nails, but I just live in my home office all the time, you know? And so a, uh, a few weeks back, I just 
unexplainably started feeling depressed, like genuinely down and blue. Like I was actually sad. I would wake up in the morning sad, right? And this kind of got worse and worse over just a few days. And I felt it happening, but I couldn't pinpoint what the hell was going on, right? Like I hadn't changed anything. Um, like I lived a, a very, I live a very optimized life. Anybody who spent any time in Clovis knows that. Like I live this shit day in and day out, right? But yeah, I would wake up in the morning and I would look in the mirror and and just feel bad. Um, uh, for starters, I guess this uh, TMI moment with Justin. Um, I sleep naked, so you know I, I wake up in the morning and. I have a master bedroom and master bathroom, and there's a mirror there, right? So I, I, I would wake up in the morning, and my mornings just started to really suck. Like, I was just in a funk. I didn't have the same energy that I usually have 100% of the time. Any of you who have ever seen me on a live video know that I have a boatload of energy all the time, right? Um, and it was sort of... It was like slowly but surely, I started having all of these negative thoughts creep in. And every morning, I started spending more minutes or seconds or whatever, like in front of the mirror, just standing in front of the mirror, like judging my own body. And I noticed that my abs weren't as defined as I have grown accustomed to and been spoiled with. I literally started pinching spots on myself, like pinching my belly. And wondering what the hell was going wrong. And as a result of that, like all day, these negative thoughts would creep in. And I would start questioning my own nutrition expertise. Like I started working out much harder for no apparent reason. Just like my workouts started getting harder and more intense. I started tracking macros again. I found myself like obsessively adjusting a spreadsheet and working the math the way that I would for a professional fighter about to go into a weight cut. Like I had an unquenchable desire to have the best set of six-pack abs of my life. It was literally taking over my brain all day. Like it was just this nagging thought in my head 24 hours a day. It was insane. I started doing isolated ab movements. Like, I never do those. They're bullshit, and I know it, right? Like, I know how to effectively train the core. That's not it. I started boxing again, like hitting the heavy bag and jumping rope at ferociously high intensity, like with my head thinking that I was going to lose fat somehow, even though I know that the body doesn't work that way. Like, I understand the biochemistry. So, I, I mean, think about it. Here I am quote-unquote, Justin from Clovis, with all of this knowledge. Like, I'm, a, I'm basically a scientist of body transformations at this point. I know what works and what doesn't. And I'm, I was directly contradicting myself and doing the opposite of what I know is right, falling back into these fitness habits from years ago before I knew anything about biochemistry. Like, I got back into full-blown Rocky Balboa mode, okay? And then this one glorious day, I was standing in front of the mirror, and I realized that I was very hairy. <laughs> like, <laughs> this is so silly. Like, more hairy than usual. Now, at the time, you may remember the Facebook Live videos from this. Like, I had a full beard. And that was when it finally dawned on me that... 
I hadn't shaved my face in like a couple of weeks, and I hadn't manscaped in a couple of months. And my chest and stomach hair, hair were both just thick, right? So I pick up the beard trimmer, and five minutes later, I had shredded six-pack abs. The six-pack abs that I have grown so accustomed to seeing each and every morning that I must see, apparently, every morning for my own personal fucking validation. And my mood lifted instantly. I mean instantly. The erratic behavior stopped on a dime. I was happier. I was more confident. I had more energy. Like, it was literally like someone gave me a happy pill. It was like magic, right? And just speaking this story out loud, like, makes me feel absurdly silly and, like, a little embarrassed. But I, I, I really felt like I needed to share this, and that's why I have this platform. I think it's just super important to understand what actually happened here. So, first, of all, first off, let me, let me quote the Clovis Manifesto. Quote, My self-worth is not tied to my body image or a pointless number on a scale because I know better. End quote. Bullshit. Right? Like, my self-worth has always been and still is tied to my body image. And I say this all the time. Like, I didn't write the manifesto for you. I didn't write the Clovis Manifesto for you. I wrote it for myself because I need it. I just chose to share it with you. So when I go live in the Facebook groups in the morning and say the manifesto, I genuinely feel different because I need it. When I don't go live in the Facebook groups and don't say the manifesto, I feel a little different that day because I need it. Now, how do I know that I need it? Because of the story I just told you, right? Because a bit of body hair threw me into a literal depressive state because I couldn't see every single indent and space between each and every individual ab muscle in my six-pack. Right? So I want you to think about what I'm saying. Now, I'm sure most of you can't actually relate directly, let's say. You probably can't relate directly to what I just said in my story. You are not me. You might be a female. You probably don't have a six-pack. You probably don't box or lift weights, etc., etc. Sure, I get it, right? Whatever. I know you're not me. You don't know this same story, okay? But... Dig a little deeper and think about it and tell me if any of this sounds familiar to you. My mood changed. My internal self-talk changed, became very negative. My daily behaviors changed. I punished my body. I punished my spirit, really. I spent time in the mirror pinching my body fat. Like, are you kidding me? I felt sad. I felt defeated. I felt less confident. I was angry with myself. Like, I had a general lack of happiness because of my body image. So, what I'm saying is body image issues haunt just about everyone, in my opinion. With the number of people I've worked with, I, I really don't think there's ever been anyone who doesn't struggle with this. And... You know, we can certainly thank society for that with magazines, magazine covers, and Photoshopped models, and 
the fitness industry and nutrition industry, movies, et cetera, et cetera, whatever, right? But the fact is we all deal with it. It's sort of a reality, you know, calorie counting and all that nonsense. So when it comes down to it, nobody can point out flaws in a human body faster than the person living inside of that body, right? So I'm trying to outline the importance of getting down to the root causes of our self-worth issues. So I can tell you right now, it's almost always childhood trauma. I know mine, and no, I am not quite ready to share that with, with my audience yet. Maybe someday, I don't know, right? But there are reasons behind these behaviors, and these reasons run deep, right? It's the same way that I like to use these metaphors, and I'll tell people that, you know, taking pain medication for inflammation without changing the diet is like putting a Band-Aid on a splinter. You're not solving the problem. The splinter will fester. And sure, I can talk myself out of crushing my body physically. I can talk myself out of tracking my food obsessively. I can focus on manipulating my own behavior, sure. But the splinter will still fester. It doesn't matter how many Band-Aids I put on the splinter. If I don't remove the splinter, I will never solve the problem. So I want you to understand that when it comes to behavioral patterns, right, the root cause must be revealed and dealt with if we ever want to free ourselves from the chains of trauma. So I want you all to remember that as you embark on your Clovis journey. The food, the exercise, blah, 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 right? It's the tip of the iceberg. I'm trying to change your life, everybody. I'm trying to change your future. Literally. So if you find yourself self-sabotaging in any way, shape, or form, doesn't have to look like mine, right? Self-sabotage is self-sabotage. It comes in many forms. But if you find yourself doing anything like that, you need to expose the root cause of that behavior. It is then and only then that you will find freedom and change your behavior and your patterns for the rest of your life rather than just temporarily. And I really think that you will get there and so will I. I believe that is the truth. And I believe that with my whole heart. We will get there, body hair or no body hair. <laughs> <laughs> 